1: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, August 30th edition. Fightful.com is the place you guys want to be. If you're not here watching this on Fightful.com and you're on YouTube jobbing around, go to Fightful.com. Go to our podcast section, our beautiful new revamped podcast section uh, coming soon. We've got some some changes coming to that. going to make it a little more visually appealing. As we're doing with the site nonstop, you may have noticed we had a few tech issues today. Those are going to be cleared up tomorrow, I believe, I'm told by our team. So that's fun. We are brought to you by DraftBeast.com. Just a couple of weeks, guys. Football season starts. I'm a big fantasy football player, and I feel like taking your money. I had people offering to buy me birthday gifts today, and I say nay. Either donate that to Elijah Burke's Love Alive charity or donate it to my pocket via losing to me at Draft Beast. Do the noble thing. Either one of those almost equally is noble. Also, on it. Check out on it. Go to our podcast page. Any of those pages that you open up, any of those links you open up, you'll see the big blue on it description. Click that. Check out their supplements, equipment, apparel. Without further ado, I am joined by Jeff Hawkins and Jeff you won the Monday versus Tuesday <laughs> night wars last week on fightful.com. Much like as you were on both Yes, yeah, much
2: like every great athlete. I was only competing against myself. Um, exactly. <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, you stole my thunder a little bit there. Uh busy weekend for you. You're getting you're Thank getting you. hitched, aren't you? You are going to be uh bald and chained after
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> happy the weekend, huh? It's pretty nuts. My birthday today, my fiance's birthday on Friday. Oh. The rehearsal and the bachelor party on Saturday, the wedding on Sunday, and then Labor Day is Monday, and I'm, I'm coming back to work Monday because I don't like being off of work for two days. The,
2: ha- the hangover for Monday for Labor Day.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be rough, man. It's going to be very, very rough, and i got to come back and do two podcasts again Monday because I won't be here this weekend for the UFC show. Luckily, Carlos Toro is going to be covering the UFC show. We have Alex Pawlowski, who's going to serve as interim editor while I am out. So that, that should be fun. But yeah, it's going to be a crazy weekend. I, I was saying this to our owner, Jimmy Van mm. uh, just earlier. At least I know that I will never be busier than I have been in July and August between the launch of Fightful, four UFC shows in a week, Then another UFC pay-per-view later that month. Then Conor McGregor fights this month. Oh, let's take it back to last month, too. WWE draft. That happened. Then the last, we had the Shield triple threat, that pay-per-view. Then it's SummerSlam weekend, four events. Then my birthday. Then I get married. It won't get any busier than the first two months here at Fightful.com. And I got to be a best man in a wedding in two weeks. So there's that. So, yeah. Yeah. Lots of stuff going on. But I want to thank you all for supporting Fightful.com. Share, the, the stuff on, uh, share our stuff on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. Uh, you sharing, you letting people know about it really helps us out. You may have seen Brandon Howard's feature today about SummerSlam weekend that he did. We do cool stuff like we bring you the, the SmackDown YouTube rankings. Uh, Zach Brenza did a feature on why the Miz's Talking Smack promo worked so well. We do live viewing parties of every show, WWE, UFC, TNA, all that good stuff, Bellator even. We had a good one going for Bellator last week after a very bummer of a main event, which we, we will talk about a little bit, Jeff. But we have SmackDown right now, and I have to say this is probably the MVP of WWE. You could argue that Kevin Owens may be up there number two. But Heath Slater's getting some third place votes. <laughs> Eight. This guy is great. Oh, yeah.
2: And for lack of a better term, he didn't have a lot to work with tonight, I thought. I, I that sketch will get into it. I'm I'm thinking we're burying the lead here. I'm disappointed with how they followed up with the Miz oh, What about shit, you?
1: Me
2: too. I thought me they too. and well, this was me trying to talk myself into well, now they have something and I always forget WWE is great at creating moments, but they're terrible at following up on those moments because they start to think they start to look at sponsors. They start to think about branding. They start to think about this and then and the other, as opposed to just letting it grow. And I was that, that was, I mean, AJ, St- AJ Styles was great tonight. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to, I don't want to harp on, on, I mean, I don't want to fade that at all. He is, carrying that show right now. But the follow-up on the Ms. Daniel Bryan thing after leading with it just disappointed me.
1: You know when they didn't have to worry about sponsors? When they popped like an 8.1 rating? Yeah. That's when they didn't have to worry about sponsors.
2: Well, no, and- they, they, they worry about what they're going to say. I mean, like, you remember when the Nexus happened, which was another great moment right around this time because we are in WWE quote-unquote silly season, so to speak. This is when they try things. And the whole hubbub about Daniel Bryan choking a guy with a tie. And, oh, some toy manufacturer complained or something like that, so we have to fire him now. It's like, ah, uh, that's the stuff they start second-guessing. And when you get these serious type of promos, they start thinking, ooh, what if sponsors don't like angry stuff on a wrestling show? You know, it's like, Ugh. you know, Because they've mar- they marketed themselves for decades now that they're not a wrestling show. That they're not this, like, this heavy, hardcore fight-type feel. So.
1: It's like when Paul Heyman mentioned that television producers or television networks didn't want him to say hate on the air. Yeah. Uh, what happens if somebody tells Robert Kirkman, hey, well, when you're creating Walking Dead, you can't say zombie. Or, well, they don't say zombie. Okay, so maybe there's that. He he did that, but you can't say kill. Well, that's kind of what the show's about. The show is yeah. about people hating each other, in a sense.
2: Yeah, it's taking away integral things to the product because pro wrestling the the most memorable things are built on hate for the most part.
1: It's weird. It's very weird. But, yeah, we, we had the Miz, Daniel Bryan situation, which was much talked about. Last week, or we reacted to it, which is what I have to do because we've been getting the copyright warnings. I'll say that much. Um, we reacted to it last week. It was incredible. It looked like it could be a launching pad for the Miz. Everybody was talking about the Miz all week long. They, they promoted it on last night's Raw. Good move. They led with it tonight, and they showed it. Awesome move. Mm-hmm. And then Dolph Ziggler comes out. Oh, either, Dolph even Dolph even
2: and before they, that. Let, let's let's go even before that. They used it to look at Shane and pushed the Shane Brock
1: program. Yeah, and, and well, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> See, I'm okay with with doing that because that was Daniel Bryan saying. Well, you don't have a lot of room to talk. I like that they do cover their bases with You're that. You're right. Because-
2: it's a, it's a minor quibble, but it's still one of yeah. those things where it's like you almost feel like that was the point.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. But I mean, I'm at least they addressed it a lot yeah. of times they just wouldn't address it.
2: Yeah, and good on them for playing the entire thing on on television. Oh. I think that was a strong move by them.
1: So I did the YouTube SmackDown rankings, and there were 12 items. Actually, Carmella's attack on Nikki Bella on Talking Smack did very well too, but highest rated thing from last Tuesday. And keep in mind, it probably would have been number one had there not been a pirated version of that available previously. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's pretty damn impressive to have something from a talk show after SmackDown do that well. Also, cracking one... Almost 1.2 million views on YouTube. Heath Slater looking for a partner. (laughs) I am over the moon about this. But yeah, Dolph Ziggler comes out because they just have to have this 19th televised singles match between these two, and that is a real number. 19 matches they've had, or 18. This will be the 19th whenever they do it. Ms. Tries to go back and fight Dolph Ziggler after Dolph Ziggler says, "Here's your chance to prove you're not a coward." Now Dolph Ziggler cuts a really passionate promo, and good for him. His promos have gotten really, really better, or really, really good lately. I think, but man, this is just fart noises to have Dolph Ziggler come out there.
2: And the end result is Miz is a coward. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of after
1: he after he went out of his way to to say that he wasn't last week.
2: Yeah, I kind of uh, I kind of was expecting something different from Dolph here. I was kind of expecting, yeah, I understand you because people have been talking about my style all these years. I, I thought this might be a more sympathetic Dolph and possibly the beginning of some sort of turn for him. But no, it, it was just Dolph calling him out and he didn't even get punched in the face for it. And then Miz running away like a coward and being held back by his wife, which is weird because that's what we've been saying about the character all along. It's not that Miz isn't a coward, but this was a chance to reboot him, so to speak, to kind of give him a new edge to of a stale character, and they did nothing with it.
1: So, yeah, I, it's just Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. All, all it would take is, if they really want to revamp Dolph Ziggler, just give him a little... So he doesn't just no, – not a babyface. I hate the idea that all babyfaces and heels have to dislike each other. Yeah. I loved it in WCW when Sting and Luger were buddies no matter what. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a really cool dynamic. That kicked so much ass. He's a jerk,
2: but he's my friend. So I'm going to defend him yeah. against everybody You know, kind of thing. Yeah, no. I And I everybody like
1: that. has that. – people have that friend. Yeah. And if you don't have that friend, then you are that friend. <laughs>
2: yes. So –
1: So, like, I I love that dynamic. Like, you could – it didn't matter if Sting were face and heel – Sting and Luger were face or heels. They would team up on a whim at any time and fend off anybody, face or heels. Road Warriors, Sting and Luger, you got them. Harlem Heat, you got them. Dungeon of Doom, if they do some shady stuff and Luger doesn't like it, to Sting, okay, cool. Well, we'll fight them too. I just, you know, I I wish there was a shade of gray – there, to, it's just weird, man. Or at least layers.
2: You know, they're, they're they have multi-layered yeah. relationships in this, as opposed to having to be obvious about such things.
1: Um, <laughs> we had the hype bros versus the vaude villains, and the hype bros won. And I wish I could see who who tweeted this, so I could properly credit them. And and if if anybody knows who it is, please send it to me. They said that Mojo Raleigh is. <laughs> Michael Rappaport, if he took bath salts and fell down the stairs repeatedly. <laughs> that is so perfect. Um remarkably accurate that description.
2: You know, and for their for their renewed viciousness in the ring since getting brought up, man, that that promo for the vaud villains was just hokey as hell. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dead in the water. Yeah. Dead in the water, especially since they were Sink or swim, coming up to the main roster, and they weren't given an opportunity to swim. They were handed a giant boulder and dropped right to the bottom of the ocean. So. Yeah. AJ Styles versus Apollo Cruz. Uh, Apollo Cruz was was doing a spelling bee backstage with his name because people keep screwing up his name. AJ Styles makes fun of him for it. <laughs> AJ Styles wearing John Cena's armband on his head is so so funny. It's great, and yet
2: it's so functional because he keeps on having to brush his hair back in every promo he does. <laughs> so it's
1: almost—it's so great, yeah. It's really, really great. So it's like, okay, hey, it's AJ Styles versus that guy that got beat by the Miz in five minutes, and the Miz is a giant coward, as we just learned. So, hey, yeah, cool.
2: no, the match itself was okay. I, I thought they should have added the little of course, AJ
1: Styles was in it.
2: Yeah, well, well, I mean, look, Apollo Cruz is no slouch in the ring. It's just they've done nothing with this character. And I think they could have actually added a little bit of drama here if they had put the stipulation that if Apollo Cruz beats AJ Styles, he gets the match at Backlash. I, I don't understand why they just do these random matches just because guys run into each other in the hall without having any real stakes in it. I mean, you know, it's, it's like,
1: like WWE. it's like a video game. Yeah. Where you remember that one where you're running around backstage yeah. and if you just encounter somebody you got to fight them mm-hmm. so yeah that that, that, blah, that happened Bray Wyatt came out and he basically preached to Randy orton this the, the, was
2: the serpent of the or the Sermon of the snake right Sure. <laughs> Is that there what they go. were calling it? No, they they branded everything today. So everything had a catchphrase or something. It was kind of getting annoying after a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hate the, the alliteration. It's a little much. This was everything that we have seen out of Bray Wyatt. It really was in the past. I mean, he challenges Randy Orton at Backlash. Randy Orton accepts, says that he's not afraid of Bray. Randy gets in the ring to attack Bray, but the lights go out. And then they plug Alexa Bliss and Natalia versus Naomi and Becky, <laughs> Becky Lynch. <laughs> oh,
2: uh, you know, I thought Bray was okay on this promo. It, You know, it, it's Bray saying a lot but saying nothing at the same time. Randy Orton is back to being old. Nothing bothers me, Randy Orton. So you can never tell if he's really affected. Okay, I'll come there and I'll kick your ass. You know, whatever kind of. Yeah thing and you're just like "Uh, randy's going back to old randy again
1: yeah it's really disheartening yeah like they have a lot of interesting characters or characters they could make interesting yeah but they it's just not utilized the right way
2: yeah i agree this could could be this could be an interesting feud i think because they're both compelling guys sure i mean if they were really allowed to kind of for lack of a better term, get in each other's face. It could be something.
1: I would love to see Randy Orton like hit an RKO on IRS and Bray Wyatt just be like, I don't give a damn. I don't care about him. He's just my dad. Comes out singing Lion King
2: songs. and. Uh...
1: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. We got a tour of Heath Slater's house. He lives in a trailer. And he... <laughs> He introduced his wife, Beulah. Oh, wow, was man. a fat woman. A rib on Tommy Dreamer, perhaps?
2: Oh, this whole thing is Vince angry at his childhood. This is this is, this is so Freudian in so now, many ways.
1: I'll say this: I, I lived in a trailer when I was younger. I live in a very rural area. I thought this was hilarious.
2: Yeah, no, I I'm from great. You know, I'm from a, a not very well-to-do area as well, and. You know, it, it's funny, but it's a little too on the nose at times. I mean, I, I changed my avatar for the uh, cheese and cracker thing, which I thought was just a funny aside, I thought.
1: Rhino eating the cheese and crackers <laughs> was the best. Yeah. He was like, yes, cheese and crackers. I mean, and he, drawing, they had the camera angle over Rhino's <laughs> shoulder as he drew the sad face on the cheese and crackers.
2: Yeah, it, it's a little... I don't know.
1: It, it, for me, at first, you
2: know, in the old school days, everybody was a star, and if you're a pro wrestler, you're making a lot of money. I didn't mind this in that aspect quite so much,
1: especially because well, he's a free agent. He can't afford He doesn't well, have any funny. money coming in now.
2: Yeah, and especially given Ryback's road expenses. <laughs> he's not making any money either. But, yeah, it's it feels like Vince bullying, but, boy, Heath, Heath does so much with so little. I think he's so great. And, and you know what? Renee playing uncomfortable is really fun to watch. I don't know why.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had the camo tablecloth, and Heath Slater's like, Oh, I can get you the pattern number if you want this. <laughs> and it was, it was so great. Where Heath are the Slater's, kids? I'm, They're
2: in the back picking up cans and bottles. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, God.
1: I was howling. <laughs> howling. Heath Slater is great yeah. he's great he's so good. I love when they were like, do you think that you were one of those men that stood toe to toe with Brock Lesnar? and he's like hell no, I'm lucky to be alive <laughs> him being him being real and relatable is very entertaining like he's not bullshitting us. yeah Brock Lesnar almost killed him. This has made me immediately interested in Rhino as well like immediately interested. And I can't wait until the Usos beat them and turn heel doing so, because it's coming. It's coming, Jeff.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, that's fairly plain to see. They're going to screw Rhino and, and Slater out, out, out of the uh, out of the titles. I don't know. The Rhino thing I'm still processing. He's very good at comedy, don't get me wrong. And he's very great doing this. I'd like. To, I would have liked to have seen him just go. Look, I'm supporting my partner. That's the only reason I'm here right now.
1: <laughs> did you Did you watch the VMAs the other night?
2: I have watched parts of it. Yeah.
1: You know what the Usos' gimmick should be? Kanye. <laughs> they, they should be the Samoan version of that Nicole Byers woman who was backstage. Just obnoxious, yeah. loud morons. <laughs> This show gives me life. Yeah, I wanted to fight her in the streets. Uh, was, that was the worst. And they were promoting slip. a show for that woman.
2: Mm-hmm. Couldn't you imagine? Look, USA has a hit with Chrisley. So annoying people in reality TV it's Weird, right? money. Weird. That's why I'm surprised they haven't given me a show yet. I'm he annoying. used to
1: send me tweets like touting their ratings because I bashed his show. Chrisley? Yeah, he (laughs) sent me a couple, like, ratings articles.
2: (laughs) Y'all, you just look at this. Look at my ratings, (laughs) y'all.
1: Class, not ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were, like, I had said bitched about his ratings. I was like, can't wait for these to come in. And then he (laughs) sent me the the, the link, and I was like, "Ah, well played, dude. Uh, Needless to say, Freddie Prinze Jr. and Dana Carvey did not do the same for the first impression show when I trashed it because nobody watched that.
2: Mm, that's a shame. I had a couple friends that were actually on that. So <laughs>
1: oh, man. Did you? Yeah. I'm sorry. No,
2: it's okay. I mean they they knew that they knew the score going in. They knew that it was probably uh, <laughs> would be you know, but they they're looking at it as a marketing opportunity and it didn't pan out. So
1: Alexa Bliss and Natalia versus Naomi and Becky Lynch. This is virtually the <sighs> entire roster Oh, outside of
2: well, and then the entire roster got involved. This is what it was supposed to be, Schmaz. <laughs> yeah, although I'm liking, I'm liking the more vicious side of Carmella. I really am. I
1: apparently, think apparently, YouTube viewers do too, because it did very good numbers last week. I'll say that compared to other female segments. Maybe it's because of Nikki Bella. Maybe it's because of Carmella. But they couldn't have been any worse off with Carmella where she, than where she was before. Can, can we at least? If we're gonna pin
2: Becky Lynch, do it by hitting her with something, or yeah, hitting her with something, or just pin Naomi because there's no reason for Becky to be the the multi the victim of multiple roll ups like this,
1: month this after division, month. This finish this division outside of Eva Marie is going to be fifty fifty booking, uh, just up and down. Well, I
2: thought they were did, they had gotten past that with Becky being the dumb baby face, but. Obviously, they haven't, and it's obvious that Nikki's going to be the star of this division.
1: Yeah, and she probably should be at this point. She's the biggest name. Becky Lynch, I, I would love to see her and Becky Lynch, but then one of them would have to be heels. I don't know how that's going to work out. Natalia makes – like, she's put in a position where nobody will care about her. I like Alexa Bliss, though, so –
2: be- Becky Hopefully Lynch needs happened. Becky Lynch really needs another match like she had with Sasha on the NXT roster right she now does. to rebuild her credibility. She really does.
1: So, uh something I never thought I would say in my life, <laughs> we get a video package for the headbangers. Mm. What were your thoughts when you heard that Thrasher said that they were going to be on SmackDown besides? What a goddamn liar.
2: Uh, disappointment that they didn't use that to put someone with a little bit more buzz up there, even like an NXT team of some sort. You know, I, I was even disappointed that they announced it. I mean, if you're going to bring the headbangers back, let them be a surprise yeah. as opposed to hyping them because there's no value in announcing them other than they're, they're still around. I mean, they weren't big when Cornette brought them back in Ring of Honor, as was it the Disciples of Truth. Under under masks, or something to that effect they 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 had a they had a, they had a gimmick in twenty eleven I think it was when they came back uh,
1: and uh I think it's twenty twelve when they came back twenty
2: oh, twelve okay they, they were
1: there as the headbangers then but but I would have rather seen yeah. the Godwins
2: mm, you're not gonna get that I don't think give it give them one of them there's neck conditions but yeah no it's it's yeah. they, well, still, well, look, well, they well, still look they still look good Mr. for not – they look Henry Godwin
1: Henry Godwin came back for a couple of years after his neck in 06 07. Now granted he did have a car accident where he like punctured his, both of his lungs broke like 13 ribs and his leg. But dig out of this hole,
2: dig out of this hole. Okay. (laughs) I I just thought you could have done a lot more here. Um, but you know, they're going to do what they do. Uh, they, you know what? For, for being that long in the business, they know how to work the WWE style. I'll put it that way. I won't say they looked good, but they were there to serve a purpose, and they were there to get killed, and they did. Who,
1: so. who else could they have had? The smoking guns. That would have been fun. Bart Gunn ain't passing a wellness test, though. Don't know if you've seen him. Mm. Who? that dude is enormous. Enormous.
2: The, Dudley, One, two, the Dudleys for a one-shot.
1: <laughs> I wish Sean Waltman was, like, able to wrestle in WWE. They could bring back the one two, three Kid and Bob Holly. <laughs> what about the Quebecers?
2: Oh, sure. I'll take them. I always thought they were an underrated team.
1: I did, too. If Crash Holly were still alive, you would have to bring the Holly Cousins. Man, that's a guy who would have been brought back a couple of times for, for a few fun things, I'm sure. Taken from us far too soon. <laughs> what other teams, well, let's speculate. We've got I don't time. think I
2: don't think I don't think there's other teams around working the indies for the most part that are that could do it. I mean, you could have brought back 2 Cool. They looked good in NXT yeah. a, a while ago. Bring them back.
1: Oh well, yeah, I would have I would have been cool with that. Sure, why not? Let's see, who else do we have? You could have put mm. two cruiserweights from the Cruiserweight
2: Billy Classic in there and use that as a, as a plug to plug the Cruiserweight Classic. Just two guys that – the Bollywood Boys. Bring in the Bollywood Boys and have them get killed. Billy and Chuck. <laughs> Jeez.
1: I would say La Resistance, but I'm pretty sure they're all suing WWE or have at some point.
2: Mark Jindrak and La Sombra will have Ingo Bernabes on the
1: roster. Man. Man. Well that uh, yeah, that we had Heath Slater and Rhino versus Headbangers. Both Heath and Rhino ended up bleeding. Yeah. What did you think of the headbangers performance in this match? As 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 it turns out, Rhino and Heath Slater did the Headbanging,
2: <laughs> yeah, I got, I gotta follow that. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Whoa. A little rusty there uh, amongst the four of them, but you know, it, you know, it, it told the story it needed to tell. I'll put it that way. There, it wasn't. You are not gonna get a four star match out of this, but it was a solid little TV squash. That's all it needed to be. And you know, yeah. the the headbangers got to do their little in ring. Gy- gyrating and whatnot to the fans who didn't know who they were because wrestling fandom turns over every five years or so.
1: Some random dude comes out says, nobody wants to be in the ring with him.
2: All right. <laughs> Gary, the milkman Milliman, which was a shout out. Cause this is where my wheelhouse comes in to an old AWA jobber by the name of jake the milkman milliman who was important in awa history as the guy who won the final point in the team challenge series before awa <laughs> closed so that's what that reference
1: is to so i i completely missed this what happened kane came
2: out and killed him after he, he cut, he's in there cutting a comedy promo saying they're not gonna give me a did chance he get naked did uh, he get naked not completely naked but down to the skivvies yes
1: Okay, I walked in at the end of that, but I just figured it was Kane squashing a jobber. I thought they were doing the Braun Strowman-Nia Jax thing with him, but yeah, that's something.
2: Well, they kind of did, because that's all Kane did. He came in, squashed him, and then the whole point was to get the, 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 the look at Baron Corbin on the way back to the back. Speaking we're getting, of. we're getting Corbin and Kane. Hooray.
1: Yeah, we needed that. <laughs> you know what? If they put Corbin under the mask... Might not be able to tell much of a difference. True. At this point. Baron Corbin versus Dean Ambrose. AJ Styles on commentary. AJ Styles so good as a heel, so much more comfortable as a heel. Baron Corbin ended up winning this match via DQ when AJ went for a Pele kick on or a, a kick on Dean and accidentally hit Corbin. And then AJ ended up getting crotched on the top rope by Dean. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on this match as a whole, what it accomplished, what it didn't accomplish.
2: I thought they did a bit of a disservice to the lone wolf character by having AJ and Baron Corbin get into a verbal confrontation as opposed to Corbin just turning around and punching AJ. Cause sure. I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get the feeling that they may throw in Corbin into this main event.
0: You know, so, I'd be they, okay so, they, don't, so,
2: so they don't have to beat either of the other two guys. That, that seems to be always their kind of plan
1: so to speak. I'd be okay with that. Like, I think Baron Corbin with those two guys, well, with AJ Styles in the ring, it could be interesting. They'll probably, they'll hide his weaknesses a lot, but he he probably isn't winning. I thought this was an
2: interesting Corbin match. I mean, at least it's one of the better ones I've seen since he's been brought up. Maybe one of his best. I mean, the Dolph matches were fine, but they were just so repetitive after a while that, that they never really stood out. Um, Dean was okay. Uh the, the <laughs> I did I did like the coda afterwards. Uh although <laughs> although you can't you can't say that, that it feels spontaneous when the announcers have already moved before he's throwing him over the table. Yes. <laughs> um but I did like, you know, I liked the little visual touch of just Dean kind of patting AJ on the on the shoulder as he's as his balls are hurting. And just holding the belt and shaking his hand and leaving i I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, that's what that you know you know that when the guy's out there commentating something's gonna happen, and he's gonna get involved. It's not just gonna be you know when it's a heel at least, so it was about what I expected to be
1: honest with you there that was smackdown, not a lot there, no. Not a lot at all. It much Again, much more digestible show.
2: Now, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did they plug, before they, they said that Miz TV was going to feature Dolph Ziggler, did they plug Daniel Bryan confronting Miz as part of the hype for SmackDown before they changed it? I don't know. Or was that not official? I thought I saw something about that. Maybe someone in the chat can help out.
1: I'm not sure. Uh, either way. We have what was that I said that we need, needed to talk about earlier?
2: Bellator or UFC? Or UFC.
1: That main I event. I can talk both. That Ben Henderson main event was butt, <laughs> <laughs> and his his promo afterwards was even more butt. That thing went on forever. They're getting the the Michael Chandler Ben Henderson fight out of that though. So I'm cool. Feel bad for Pitbull though, but man, that was one of the biggest letdowns of a main event I've seen personally, in, in quite some time, Jeff.
2: Yeah, I th- I thought, you know, I thought the Condit, my main event was yeah. a little disappointing too, but I understood why it happened the way it did. Disappointing that I wanted a longer fight, not disappointing that was a bad fight. Um, Yeah, I, you know, Bellator is such a weird, it's such a weird promotion because guys get hot and then all of a sudden they just lose in just mind-boggling ways this Rory McDonald st- signing is interesting, but I don't know if it's going to add a lot of juice to the, to the promotion as a whole, because you know, Rory McDonald is famous for not being much of a personality other than being very stoic and people think he's creepy. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Holy crap. The guy is like a serial killer. Yeah, he is. He always has been, but he actually, they, they announced his official signing, Declared he declared that he wouldn't fight until 2017, but said that uh, that he wanted to fight at 170 and 185, something that Bellator is open to doing. Also, he'll have that option of, kick, if he wants to kickbox, he can kickbox as well.
2: Hmm.
1: He has sponsorships. like they. I've spoken to a lot of Bellator fighters, and almost all of them have said, yeah, it's, it's an option for all of us to do the kickboxing thing. Bellator's talked to several of their guys about doing that. And I think that doing that is a cool way to maybe get people like interested say, "Hey, how will Roy McDonald look in this?" I don't think they'll use him in that, but it is an option for him. Like if he says, "Hey, I want to do this." I don't think they'll be like, "Well, no, you can't do that."
2: Right. What do you think of Condit's fight? You think he's done
1: I think he's mentally checked out. I think I, he's done. Yeah,
2: I yeah. agree too. I think I, he, he
1: might fight again, but I think he's done.
2: I overall enjoyed that fight night. I, yeah. I, I, just, I
1: <laughs> Paige Van Zant's great, I, man. I love, like that, the, that kick.
2: I love the irony of, you know what? She needs to stop doing this flashy crap, and then she wins with flashy crap, which will only embolden her to do more flashy yep. crap. I just, it's like, okay. Great. Uh, I, you know what? I disagreed with the Lausanne Miller decision, but I really enjoyed that fight.
1: A lot of people did.
2: Um, and the Oliveira-Pettis fight, I <laughs> I thought for Farm sure Oliveira was, Oliveira was eventually going to sink that mm-hmm. in. And then for Pettis to get, get that deep of a guillotine on a guy with that good defense, usually. I mean, Oliveira is such a... Oliveira's another one. He'll get on the streak of like three or four fights, and then he'll be looking good and just lose it in a dumb way.
1: <laughs> uh, back to pro wrestling really quickly. Ring mm-hmm. of Honor announced that they have six-man tag championships. Cool. Some people were speculating, oh, women of honor championships. I, I don't think they had the talent. I don't think they they don't have the talent under contract. They don't have the depth for that.
2: Not under contract, realizing- but, but like that pay per view that they did was pretty. You know, it it had you know women doing it, but yeah, they don't have a strong enough division be like putting yeah. a second title in the WWE.
1: Now, Do you think that they have a deep enough deep enough roster to do six-man tag championships? Now, granted, a lot of this will be used with their partnerships with other companies.
2: Yeah, this is for the uh, CMML partnership, I think, mostly. Uh, But they have a strong tag division right now. So, I mean, all they have to do is, you know, is kind of fold in the talent that they're using from other companies into Ring of Honor. I mean, the never open weight six-man tag, or the never six-man tag tiles. I mean, the combination of Toru Yano and the Briscoes was better than it had any right to be. And that's a lot of fun watching that title in New Japan. So I would assume, you know, they're going to do a deal kind of like that where the ti- where those titles can be they can be defended in Ring of Honor and then they could be be defended in CMLL if the Ring of Honor talent go there.
1: Bo Dallas got arrested last week. <laughs> you think he's done?
2: I no. I think because of the relationship with the family, he's probably going to be told to go to rehab. He's going to be put on the bench. He's going to have to have some humiliating losses. Um, I'm more shocked that it was the Lion King he started singing rather than Hamilton, which seems to be everybody's go-to these days. (laughs) I just love the dichotomy of singing a soundtrack to a children's movie while telling an airplane crew to fuck off. Something, yeah, there's, that. there's something there's very that too.
1: cool about that. Ryback, Ryback says that he walked away from $1.5 over three years, which sounds about right. But the number that he said after taxes and travel, he said that he would be making about 500000 across three years. Do you believe that number?
2: Given the way that he'll probably choose to travel and given the amount he eats, I wouldn't doubt it. And I think it's – He does drive by himself. And it's, and it's kind of ridiculous that this company, after all this time, loves touting the, the whole independent contractor thing, but expects you to be employee, but still makes you pay for travel and accommodations and things of that nature. I mean, yeah, it's tax deductible. I get that, but you can't deduct everything.
1: You don't, and you don't get all that back. Yeah, you don't either. get
2: all that back, which is, I mean, it's...
1: I think common misconception for some people, you don't, you don't get all that back.
2: It almost seems like they're daring the talent to come up and go, look, I can't afford to be on the road. You need to pay me more and almost fight them on. I think this company likes guys who come to them and fight them from time to time so that they can feel like they both, so that they feel like they win and that, that, that the people that are working for them are motivated. It's a very weird thing, but no, I believe him when he says it. And I believe that, you know, he'll make more, on the indies because that's mostly a cash industry and you don't have to declare all that should
1: you not choose to. Guys, if you all haven't visited Fightful.com, please do it. Go to our exclusive section under MMA and wrestling. We're going to work on getting some boxing boxing exclusives too. Uh, we don't have uh, as much up there yet, but uh, under MMA and pro wrestling, tons of stuff. This weekend I have a story coming from one of CM Punk's training partners talking about his camp. We'll talk a little bit about that in a few moments Also, one of the great stories that you'll ever see on Fightful.com. Let me pull up the name of this just just to make sure. A tour through Broken Matt Hardy's exotic menagerie of reincarnated historical luminaries. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Also, you'll get – if you register for Fightful.com, absolutely free. No credit card required. You get early access to some of our podcasts like the Vince Russo podcast. You get access to our forums, which are growing. You'll get access to some of our exclusive stories that are members only. Uh, All that cool stuff. Absolutely free. Definitely go check that out. Absolutely worth it as well. We have Brandon Howard with part one and two of his account of SummerSlam Weekend. We've got Vince Russo columns that go up for members only. Showdown Joe, 2009 World MMA Journalist of the Year nominee who is here on Wednesday podcasts. Mm -hmm. Programming note, by the way, guys, we'll probably be doing that Monday, the, the post-show, because, yeah, I got stuff going on this weekend. After that, our schedule's pretty well straight outside of one more Saturday in September. But after that, free of obligations. I had actually set my wedding date, Jeff, when I worked for another outlet. Do you know why I picked the Sunday?
2: Um, Because it was before football and because most people would have Monday off so they could travel home.
1: Kind of both. So I got I got like the gig covering MMA there because a guy couldn't do it. Right. And I was like, shit, what if I can't do it and somebody takes my gig? So I'm scheduling this for a Sunday. But uh. yeah. Also Labor Day weekend is kind of a big booking day for wrestlers and MMA fighters. And I'm gonna be having a few of those, you know, some of my friends that are in the business, they're gonna be there, I don't want them to miss like a booking, a Saturday booking because of my wedding. I think that'd be kind of crappy.
2: Yes, we have so, a out here, big to do for wrestling. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, let's be real now. People, Sean Ross Sapp's wedding, Battle of Los Angeles. <laughs> it was, at but least on, my, on, my, on, my wedding's you, probably going to be streamed online. Well, PWG won't even stream their shows.
2: Well, you probably, number one, you probably have air conditioning there
1: uh, i do larry's, i do actually
2: larry's not going to turn up that to to any kind of level that's livable
1: and also it's, uh it's hold an on opera house that
2: do you have an open bar
1: kind of we're having beer we're having a few kegs and some wine i don't want hard liquor there because i just don't want that i mean i'll have a fight team there to.
2: okay
1: we budgeted two fights already we're just assuming there are going to be two fights at our, at our free
2: free beer is better than Bola then. So
1: (laughs) yeah, there you go. And I don't drink, so that should be fun. I'm going to do like a water faucet stand though, instead of a keg stand. So that should be fun. Yeah. uh, Before we go, CM Punk. I don't know if you saw his live training, which we streamed on fightful.com or any of his stuff. It was evolution of punk. People watching that.
2: I've been watching it. I haven't caught this episode yet. I've watched the last two weeks.
1: Did you watch his training session? A little bit. Yeah, he looks about where I think he would be at this stage. I've said that a lot. Yeah. And I've had had a lot of people say, a lot of people that want him to be a lot worse than he is are saying, oh, he's not that good. No, he's about where he should be at this point. Now, something people have to keep in mind, Mickey Gall has been fighting a lot longer than CM Punk. When you have only trained pretty much 15 months between injuries and obligations, and you have a guy who has... Two or three years of training, that's a big gap, especially considering Mickey Gall has fought four times, including twice as an amateur.
2: Yeah, I know. I I view it as as kind of like the gap when you go from high school to college sports and you don't expect – I mean, you can be very good in high school and you get to college and everybody is that good. And the same with college to the pros. Right now, CM Punk is at the level of a very good middle to top of the card local fighter. In my opinion, and I think Gall's going to run over him, but I think Punk's not going to get. I don't think Punk's going to get massacred. Let's put it that way. I think he's going to get outclassed, and eventually that 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 experience is going to catch up to him. But I think you know he 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 may last around. I think here.
1: I'm not saying that Mickey Gall won't beat CM Punk, but I think people are overstating how good Mickey Gall is.
2: Yes. I would agree with that, definitely. Mickey Mickey Gall is a guy is has potential. That's that's about the level of it. Yes. He has potential right now.
1: I called a show last weekend. There are multiple people on that show who would massacre Mickey Gall, and this mm-hmm. is a local regional show in Northern Kentucky. It's just, you know, there were pros on that that card that were like six and one. They would kill Mickey Gall, okay. but you know, this is the situation that he's in. He got into the UFC. He did what he needed to do, and he got there. So good for him.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I'm. I'm actually looking forward to the fight, to be honest with you, because I. I, I, like I also it. have the car crash mentality if I kind of want to see how Punk does, and I think Punk. I think this has actually made Punk more sympathetic in many ways. This yeah. whole humbling of himself and really working hard. Not that he never had the work ethic, but my God, there there were times you'd read interviews with him when he was miserable as a wrestler, and he would just go. All right. Look, number yeah. one, you're miserable doing this. Number two, you're good, but <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And and I it's, think this
1: is made him. People expected him to come in there, brash and obnoxious and yeah. arrogant, and having. He wasn't going to do up. that. No, he's he's he does respect the sport and. Like the interview
2: interview he gave on Fox, I thought was, you know, everybody was expecting something way different there. They were expecting him to, to kind of talk trash and talk up the fight. And he was very measured. He was very careful with his words and he, and you know what? He was very respectful. I think
1: we, we aren't at Herschel Walker level humbleness by any means, but no, like you start to see it in the latest episode where he's like, he goes and picks up his comic book and he said, you know, I am in the comic book business, and I came as a celebrity, and I don't have people bitching at me about that in the industry or outside of it. But that's in not MMA, true. I do, and a lot that's of people. Not true. Are- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, I mean, at least I guess he doesn't hear it as much because that's right. relatively low profile in comparison to what he's doing in the UFC. Now that's crazy to say. Hey, he wrote a Marvel comic book based on one of the the more popular entities. That Marvel has right now, uh, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and relatively nothing compared to the UFC. But you know, I said this to Joe. It's like people are like, oh, he's taking somebody's spot. whose Whose spot is he taking? No, fighting a
2: two and zero welterweight. I, I disagree because this card has a lot more interest because he's on it, and Definitely. there's not a guy that you can put in there at his level, to be the opening... He's going to be the curtain jerker on this main card, correct? They're not putting him in the second or third spot. He's opening the show.
1: There's not a guy you... Let me look.
2: There's not a guy you can put with as much interest in that position that would would be there. So, no, this is a spot that was created by his presence more than him taking someone's
1: spot. Because the UFC does not...
2: The UFC does not have a finite number of fighters they can put under contract.
1: But I was telling Jimmy Vann, who owns the website, as we were forming everything, that the first two months, July, August, to early September, it's the reason why Fightful.com exists. We pride ourselves on being a really good crossover site. I really think nobody covers the crossover of MMA, pro wrestling, as well as boxing, quite like we do. The last couple of months—that's really why we do it. Brock Lesnar, you have Paige Van Zant teasing, going to WWE, Conor McGregor, and all this WWE stuff, and now CM Punk. It couldn't have been a better start. I mean, we—it's mm-hmm. really why we do it. So I couldn't be happier that the CM Punk thing is happening. They don't have a bout order set right now for the CM Punk that that show. But I'm looking at it, and holy shit, that show is loaded.
2: Yeah, you got the two heavyweight fights.
1: Stipe Miocic defends against Alistair Overeem in Miocic's hometown. Fabricio Verdum, former champion, against uh, Travis Brown, who has our own Steve Mulehausen blocked on Twitter, even though Steve interviewed him today. So there you go. CM Punk versus Mickey Gall. Former uh, WEC champion Uriah Faber against Jimmy Rivera, top 15 talent. Mm Mm-hmm. Jimmy Rivera, another guy who Brian Caraway turned down. One of many. Uh, just uh, a league of gentlemen that Brian Caraway has turned down. Brian Caraway was under,
2: under the impression he was up by two rounds already.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jessica Andrade versus Joanne Calderwood. Hmm. Jessica I versus Betch Kahea. Okay. And then, really underrated fight Ian McCall versus Ray Borg, who, like I've said before, I like to imagine just a pocket sized male version of Cyborg, but is not. But is not. He should make his gimmick that he is, like, the under-faker.
2: Remember? Jeez. He's probably better than Brian Lee in every facet of whatever he's doing. (laughs) Why
1: did, did Brian Lee get blackballed? What happened to him? There were rumors that he got blackballed. yeah.
2: I think so. I'd have to look into it, but he was—he was, like- was—he ter- was terrible everywhere he was. I mean, in Smoky Mountain yeah. wrestling, he, they tried to push him as a top babyface. He couldn't cut a promo
1: worth of crap. He showed up in TNA like eighty pounds lighter. Yeah, he was like two hundred and thirty pounds in TNA after, and he was like three hundred in WWE. Mm-hmm. It was pretty crazy. We need to do a show where we just speculate and scandal. Like, there's so much stuff that I know that, like. If it got and I'm talking like stuff from 20, 30 years ago, even it's like that. If it got out, people wouldn't believe it. It's crazy. Disgusting stuff, too. Super gross stuff. So let let your minds wander. But guys, fight
2: we'll have to talk off air.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Fightful.com is the place to be. Subscribe to our YouTube page, please. It really helps us out. Also, share the page. Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Fightful Online. You get all of our stories automatically there or our RSS feed, fightful.com slash RSS. If you all want to listen to the show on audio, it's not on iTunes or Stitcher yet, but you can directly download it at fightful.com slash podcast, or you can stream it uh, via audio there as well. If there's anything, anybody you want us to have on a podcast, anybody you want us to reach out to about hosting a podcast, let us know. We're really growing uh, our our podcasters, things of that nature. So let us know. But yeah, fightful.com. Go there. Please register. Help us out a lot. Jeff, anything to tell the people before we go? Obviously, let them know about Shake Damn Raps.
2: You bet. Shake Them Ropes this week. We'll, Rob will be back in studio, so it'll be a good show, and he won't be concerned about audio levels. Wow. I mean, well, and be, good anyway, anyway, well, good show. Well, for Rob, it'll be a good show. Well, <laughs> we'll, <be speaking laughs> um, here. we'll go over Raw, we'll go over SmackDown, we may go over the CWC and NXT, and our match to see... Uh, from the network, uh, before you die from New York knockout clash of the champions, number nine, the, I quit match between Terry Funk and Ric Flair from 1989, which is completely in my wheelhouse. And I could not be more stoked.
1: Also, I see people asking about the news that didn't drop from last week. I want to clarify Trevor, the Irish wrestling fan did not create that information. That was a little bit of everywhere. Yes. People, people be speculating and twerculating.
2: People were twerking <laughs> over
1: this news. There were rumors there, were, that oh, there so,
2: were there were rumors that some people may be getting some vacation time.
1: Yes, fortunately, it didn't happen because that meant less work for me, and I'm cool with that. Yes. But uh, but I think I've been telling people that the big news was is, is we are soothsayers and we predicted the Bo Dallas thing.
2: Yep, I'm going with that. So there you go.
1: Well, guys, tomorrow I am back with Showdown Joe. We're going to talk all kinds of UFC news. We're going to preview this weekend's UFC card. I'm going to for some somehow try to convince Showdown Joe that he needs to watch pro wrestling again, which is tough because sometimes I don't want to watch pro wrestling anymore. But, guys, until next time, we are out.